Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the show, the Carlton Show, for the first time in 2018. Lovely to be back, folks. Uh, hopefully you've spelled well. Uh, enjoyed the JLT and are ready for a cracking 2018 to come. Andy Marr back in the studio alongside a man who is wearing his, um, well, it's his, it's what I don't know what to say about the shirt you've got on. Um, what what would you say about it? Tony, Tony Montana shirt or a, what would you say about it? It's uh Bagsy. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, Andy. Aloha, get me. Where'd you get it from? Oh, from my trip, of course. You've been uh, on, on the, the cruise? cruise? Yeah. So a little bit of a, a Hawaiian shirt, would you say? Or it's probably got the Tony, Tony Sopranos about Tony me. Soprano about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Very Feels relaxed look. Very relaxed. And that's Getman. Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm great, Andy. My beep test's up this year. What? Mm. My beep tests. It's up. What are you talking about? Well, I know they're meant to be down, but my, my idea of a beep test is as many swear words as I can fit into a sentence. So ah, right. I'm, I'm ready to Beautiful. go. All oh, right. Beautiful. You've been working on that. For a while, that yeah, I thought about that over the sort of way to start the show. Good man, sorry about that. No, no, uh, no, no that, that, there's one for Gecko already. Um, so here we are. Well, JLT's come and gone, so we'll um, have a look at you know, everything that's happened in the JLT. We're just not going to look at it forensically because you can give too much emphasis, I think, to the stuff that's yeah, happening in the preseason comp. But we will pick the eyes out of it in terms of what we liked. Uh, maybe some areas of concern. We'll have a look at the women's team, the way the uh, Carlton girls have gone in the AFLW, which, you know, by and large has been pretty disappointing, I would have thought, um, on the way through. Next week, so we'll have one more show between now and the start of the season. Um, what? You're not here next no, week? No, Gecko wants to give me a beer. I'm off, I'm <laughs> off the beers. What are you saying? No, you're not here. Yeah. Um, you just gave me one, mate. Oh. Jeez, you um, four already. So we'll, have, we'll do the player uh, preview, the play-by-play play preview next week. So oh, yeah. we'll settle in for that. But this should be... Um, pretty short and sweet tonight, I would have thought. Yeah, I'll give you an insight on that list. It's a lot better than uh, than what it was in the last few years. So yeah, there'll be a lot more positives than what we've ever had. Well, I think that's probably true. <laughs> um, but before we get going, mm. uh, we've lost a couple of soldiers. The football yeah, club. we certainly a couple of great did, servants um, of the football club. Keith McKenzie, who had an administrative role over many many years throughout the seventies, uh, general manager and assistant coach for some time. So yeah, it was a sad loss to hear he passed on. And Ken Hands, who, oh, great once I uh, read out this, you'll understand who Ken Hands perhaps was. Played 211 games, 188 uh, goals, wore the uh, coveted number one, premiership player in 45 and 47, best and fairest in 53, uh, captain in, uh, from 52 to 57, 
uh, Captain the Vicks as well, Captain Coach from 59 to 64, uh, Carlton Hall of Famer, Carlton Team of Century, Carlton Legend. Absolutely. Uh, what do you say about that, man? Giant, giant of the footy club. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Enormous. Giant of the footy club. And a sad loss, obviously. Yeah, indeed. No, no. So our, if there are any family members um, listening from the Mackenzie or the Hands clan, we thank you for everything that um, those storied members of your families have contributed to the footy club that we love so very, very much. Um, have you got anything else? Any political statements you want to make before we get going? No, any comments no, on what's been no, happening in Batman no. over this by-election Nothing period? Nothing about Donald Trump. interesting weekend coming up down my neck of the world. That's been a disgrace. What's going going on? Uh, some of the some of the mistruths that have been flying. You don't need to know about Baz. It's internal um, inner Melbourne politics. You don't need to know about this sort of stuff. Uh-huh. But we'll get a bit of a wriggle on because we're not here to do sort of political <laughs> sermonising about this, that, and the other. How was the cruise, by the way? Just before. Uh, not came? bad. Not bad. Thumbs Andy. up to those thinking about going on a cruise. I'm oh, not. Don't, for... don't sugarcoat it. No, no, not for me. Okay. Not for me. I probably wouldn't be doing it again. But right I just say to those people who are thinking about going on a cruise, do it. Do it. Have a go. And Jenny Gastro. Oh, my sister copped a little Ooh, bout. Gee, you hear some stories about. People on cruises. No, and me and me and my brother-in-law. On the way through, uh, getting yeah, there, it happens all the time. Uh, me and me and my brother-in-law just got alcohol poisoning. That's all. It's probably not a bad thing. To, yeah. bad, probably a good way of sort of coping with it all. <laughs> what I thought. Right, uh, JLT. Um, I'm not sure whether it's official or not, but I do believe we were crowned champions of the JLT two and zip. Uh, I don't know officially or unofficially. Couldn't have been. There's no champion. Richmond. There's no champion of the Richmond won their two games. There's no champion of the jail too. That's the point. But why can't we lay claim to it? I'm missing the point. Why can't we lay claim to it? Well, because we didn't win by enough. Richmond won by 10 goals. It's a handicap. It's a handicap. Oh, if we come from behind. Yeah, Yeah, of course. No one went better than us through the months of February and March. That's for sure. We've knocked over two sides that have both tipped to play in the finals this year. Who's tipping Hawthorne and Saints? Well, well, St Kilda are one of the boom sides in the competition. We took no, I wouldn't have thought so. I'm not. Well, not now you wouldn't, but a lot of people are saying they're on the up and this is the year to play for. Well, their coach, Personally, I don't think they are. Well, their coach said, why not us? Yeah, Indicating yeah. that they well, could probably yeah. be the next team off the Western Bulldogs Richmond production. Leave me out of them. And then Hawthorne, they could win the flag this year if anything goes Leave me out of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. I'm not playing the prediction game. No, no. We won't get too carried away. So, uh, the two results, obviously, 13-11-89. For those who don't know, we knock over St Kilda 9-13-67. The next one was the big one, wasn't it? I mean, 16-602, we beat Hawthorne 13-9-97. In a pretty high-quality game, I thought. I was lucky enough to call that game. And I thought out of all the JLT games, it was equal to any other game in watchability and up-and-back footy. I thought, I thought the quality of football in the Carlton-Hawthorne game mm. down there in Lonnie was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a real contest. Mm. I think both sides really wanted some momentum going into the first round of the season. They were keen to win. Uh, so, yeah, I think it went right down to the wire and both teams were gritting their teeth and having a crack. It was good to watch. The 100-point barrier gets broken. Mm. We're, we're all struggling with our voices oh, for yeah, some reason. I'm not sure why. So the 100-point barrier gets broken. Mm. I'll give you a stat, boys. We kicked eight goals in the third quarter in that game, right? When was the last time you reckon we kicked eight goals in a quarter of footy? Oh, 79. It wasn't that long ago. But well, we I'm just to, saying, that was premiership, to, premiership quarter. It was the third quarter. You have to go back a fair way. Oh, I, I can imagine it'd be a while. Do you want to have a stab in the night? Last time we kicked eight goals in a, you reckon in a you, quarter or the third? In a, in a quarter. In a quarter. In a quarter. In a quarter. Oh, you would have geez. thought we would have jagged the eight goals. For years, maybe? Uh, post him. Who was coaching? Um, Brett Ratton? It was 2014. Who was our cocker in 2014? Malthouse. Nick. Really? It was too. 
Yeah. Who are we playing? Collingwood. But we only kicked two goals to three-quarter time. So we had two oh, goals. right, yeah. And we kicked eight in the last quarter. No, round 14. That certainly does not. Round 14, 2000. Round 14. No, sorry. 2014, round seven. So we kicked two to three-quarter time. We piled on eight in the last quarter. So it's not really coming from a high watermark. But no. the fact that we broke the 100-point barrier and kicked eight in a term, uh, admittedly, it was a game that once you got away from the clearance in that game, it was pretty. It was on for young and old. Like there was a lot of space ahead of the footy often, but there were some significant positives to be taken from just kicks. the scoreboard. I reckon. Yeah. Oh, there's look. I mean, the coach always talks about little, um, little sprouts. I mean, and boxes to tick. Well, there got to be a couple of boxes that they'd be very happy with kicking eight goals in a quarter and, and going over the 100-point barrier. Now look, the 100-point barrier, we, we talked about it last year, it's really overrated. Yes, it is. It's really, really overrated. I, I think I looked at Richmond's year last year, and they went over five or six times, um, and they were the premiership side. But I saw the sides that they were beating over the 100-point barrier, and they were at the bottom three or four sides. Mm. So, yeah, look, you can look at it in many ways. I'm happy with our side winning no matter what the score is. That's yeah. that's what I like seeing. I mean, the game's come a long way from, you know, scoring very heavily and beating sides, you know, into a pulp. But um, I, I'm just happy to see them enjoy themselves and the sprouts are there. Mm. So, I mean, sprouts. Look. Sprouts. I love that. We should be changing our name from the Blues to the Sprouts. Or yeah, the Carlton sprouts. go the Sprouts. Go sprouts. <laughs> Nine goal kickers in JLT, one 11 goal kickers in JLT too. Oh, that's so, another, that's another. That, that's, that, to me, is the Carlton that I want. Yes. I don't really want to have the one player that you rely so heavily on to kick goals, and then if he's not there, then the side falls apart. Oh. I'm, You know, we, we know all know the Favola days, but I never used to... Exactly like those days, because without him, you were nothing. So I want to see those sort of figures. And I think the Hawthorne sides, I would say, uh, and perhaps even the Geelong sides, those really good sides, I'm not sure about the Brisbane uh, back in those years, but certainly the really good sides over the past 10 years, I mean, Hawthorne, Geelong, I don't think they've had the real big goal kickers. Look at the last two years, mate. The last two years. The Western Bulldogs and Richmond, they have not relied on... Mm. They've been system-based teams. They haven't been yeah. superstar-based yeah. teams. They've been lucky enough to have some high-quality individuals in their team, but so have we. Oh, got I, some... I suppose, I, I suppose you know, when Franklin and Roughhead were there, they were probably the predominant well, two, but yeah. but they did have a lot of goal kickers, and they were kicking big mm. scores. But, so, geez, you know, we've got a chance to get blokes like Harry McKay into that role and Charlie maybe and... Maybe one or two others. Mm. So, but I like the smalls that we've got in the forward line too. Okay, so who wants to? I, well, the just, like, I've the likes. Got, you're going to start yeah, from, just, the, from just the. Just go with things that uh, you've seen. So yeah, let's, let's go well, around obviously the, the table. St. Kilda, well, the St Kilda game. There was a lot to like about uh, our number one pick. You know, he oh, showed yeah. plenty yeah. in that uh, game. He didn't show a lot in the second game. But he did a bit after half time. Just he, a I, I think the whole side did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. That whole side in the second half, they they swung the moves with SBS coming in and a few others. I think probably brought him into it a little bit more. But in that St Kilda game, probably because the Saints never put pressure on us, really. That yeah, was, was a really low-pressure game. That. Yeah. So he got a lot of uh, open ball. and But I like when he wins the ball or clearance, how he bursts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he can find the goals. In that game, he did. And I just thought, wow, he's a special, special player. So he's obviously a massive like from that game. 
Um, right, I guess. Well, yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah, spend go, all your yeah, pennies. No, no, don't no. spend all your pennies no, in one no, Tony, Tony Montana or definitely Tony Soprano. Not, Just hang on to yours. <laughs> Give me one of your positive observations from across the JLT. I think it was game style that probably hit me between the eyes from the first bounce, really. The positivity in running forward of the ball, trying to play an attacking style of footy. So... The emphasis had switched from getting behind and getting, you know, trying to defend as a as a unit behind the ball to getting in front of the ball, trying to create space, open up play. That uncontested style of footy, which we really didn't have anything to to sort of talk about much last year, other than a few highlights that they were a bit random, really, the way we created our uncontested football compared to this it was more a systematic way of creating our uncontested football and. Um, you know, we were swarm. I oh know. Look, it was it was the opposite of what happened in the Hawthorne game. Hawthorne were red hot early, and we were under the cosh. Against St Kilda, it was the other way. We we started on fire, and St Kilda probably weren't expecting what mm. came mm. at them. Yeah, so yeah I agree. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's we that's kind of idea. swamped them a bit early and had the momentum. But having the momentum, we actually used the ball really well. Took advantage, which we hadn't done in historical terms mm. when we have. Momentum when we have possession, when we have control of the game, we often don't put it on the board. But bang, 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 and it was very windy and tricky. Mm. We were we were actually very efficient, and it was it was a really good start to that match. So it's five goals to one in that first quarter, mm. right? And then so St Kilda are going to come. They've got the win now. Yeah. Look, I know they miss it. They pep it away, and they miss some shots in that second quarter. But it was five goals to one in the second quarter. Then it was three v three in the second term. 3v3 in the third term, and the wind dropped off after halftime that night, if you can remember. And then it was 2v2 in the last. So And St Kilda really upped the ante after halftime. Oh, definitely. Jack Stephen got in the game and really started, and Armitage, they really started to drive St Kilda to a victory that night. Um, but we didn't let him. Mm. We didn't let him. And then the third quarter on JLT2, when Hawthorne kicked out to that 22 or 23 point lead early in the third quarter, having absolutely dominated us statistically in the first half. And we did well to hang into the ga- hang in the game on the scoreboard. I don't know how, but we, did, we were. Somehow we did. We were. Somehow we, we were did. chipping away. And they, somehow. again, they peppered away and missed some shots <clears throat> oh, of goal. Yeah. But when it got, when the alarm bells were ringing, you thought, oh, blowouts on the cards here. Jesus, we dug in and oh, turned yeah. the momentum our way again. Oh, so yeah. we resisted against St Kilda yeah. and we turned it with offensive fluent footy that you're talking about, Gekko. I reckon, it, I reckon there's a lot. To, and it started with me. And I, Look, it's no new. There's, I've got some new stuff, but some old. I've just got a feeling that the Cruiser-Crips combo, huh. there's something... Have you got it down there as well? There's some, I reckon it means a be, hell of a lot to this team. Don't you reckon it does? Uh, it, it certainly does. Those two in particular, I've just singled out as... Like the dynamic duo, mm. uh, they're they're the ones that you know you just pray to God that nothing happens to either. And sure enough, one of them a little. Do you know anything about the ankle? Well, apparently, he's going to be okay. okay. All, he he said he's going to be fine. He'll play round one. Yeah, okay. They're all saying they're going to. I've, yeah. got some, I've got something to say about that a bit yeah. later on. So, yeah. so those two there. I mean, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I personally think Charlie up one end and Weedon up the other end. They're the four. Who mean a oh, No, I'm just saying. Um, okay, what am I? I just, just, uh, yeah, I do think Jones is a is a vital cog, but I just think as a bit of a general, I think Weedering marshals his troops pretty well, and he reads it real well. I think he's the one that gets off the leash a bit, and Jones has got to do all the grunt work. 
So, uh, so, but just the four big ones for me is those. Four. I know. I, I like what you're saying. Yeah. I like having a, a somebody in the in the sectors, you know, the three parts of the yeah. ground to take control yeah. of. The and thing. I think Charlie up the other end's having a lot to say up the four. I know Wright is the general, yeah. but I think Charlie's coming out of his. Um, so where? So so. Why Wiedering, Wiedering's a fascination to me oh, now. He was magnificent against he, Hawthorne. I think he was just about BOG. Now, again, it's just Charlie, so let's not get too carried away. I want him... I think I know what you're saying, Gecko. I want Jones on the last line. I want Wiedering up the ground. Mm. I want him being the... Okay, if, if they're not going to play him on a wing or that sort of midfield, um, you know, through option, let him be up the ground. Because he's so composed when he gets the ball in his hand... His ball use Just, against Hawthorne was magnificent. Yeah, he was outstanding. Yeah, that low kick that he's got, um, and certainly the way he reads the ball in flight, he's reading it really, really well. I think he came home pretty hard last year after yeah. probably copped a bit of a battering off us a little bit for various reasons. But I certainly think um, he's uh, he's oh boy. And then, of course, you've got Marchbank as well. I'm not forgetting him. He's at Do two we have good. a better player in the jail, too, than he's, Marchbank? No, he, both games he was awesome. Mm. Both games he was really, really good, I thought. Uh, the one knock I have on um, our defenders against Hawthorne in the first half, we lost our forwards. I don't know if we were getting sucked up the ground or whatever, well, but we certainly lost our little. We lost their little forwards, well, Piopolo and um, Bruce. Yep. In uh, the other Impy, is it? Oh, Impy, yeah, yeah. but he was starting the midfield. Okay. Impy was starting the midfield. Brewston. Well, then he, he was, was losing his opponent because yeah. he, was, he was running all over the shop. But I think with our defenders, when they go one on one, I really thought there was plenty of times, particularly against St Kilda, um, they were wanting to mark against their opponent rather than play the percentage and and punch. Now. Um, I'm not sure whether that was a directive or not, but I, I think there was times where Membry and McCartan clearly outmarked Jones and Marchbank. Yeah, we were a bit too mark conscious. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought there was times yeah. here. Mm. In the second game against Hawthorne, though, we just lost our opponents. Mm. Completely lost them. Like they were 10, 15 mm. metres in uh, in the clear. Yeah, they, they, Their marks inside 50 were extraordinary. Yeah. I think That's there's, there's, another little... This is, this is something I notice as well with this emphasis on our attacking game and yep. our uncontested football. We kind of left our defensive qualities that we had last year behind a little bit. Mm. We sort of gave that a secondary sort of yep. priority. Yeah. Uh, bit, a little bit worried. There was an over-reliance on Jones to defend in a lot of those contests. I thought, exactly. I thought and, he was the one who was getting to, left with really too much. We've got to really make sure that defenders are prioritising defending before mm-hmm. they do the other stuff. It yeah. helps when the midfield squares the ledger. That's I, true. I think That's true. Yeah. it's got to yeah, be yeah. a bit less um, easy ball coming in um, because then it comes in slower and you know, for all the reasons. But And I think after half-time, well, this is one of the other things that I really liked, like, I like what I've seen from Matt Kennedy in two games, so we'll have a chat about that. Oh, yeah, you found one there. But if we can just make sure that the midfield battle is at least squared mm. um, and we don't cough up easy exits from... Um, I think... It, I want, what do you two reckon? Um, I like them all as individuals. Wiedering, Jones, Plowman, Marchbank. Are we going to be able to play the four of them in the same back line? Are, are they, well, this is, is, is this there is enough the mix and matchability in with, the four With of the them? emphasis now on templating Richmond's success with small forward lines, this is going to be a running issue. Yeah, but it's not a template. 
It, it, well, Hawthorne started Burgoyne in the in the forward line. This is a direct result of what Richmond yeah, has done last year. But then year. you see Fremantle had four. St Kilda played three tools against. Uh, okay. the, so it, I don't think it's. I know what you mean. Each team are going to play to their strengths depending exactly, on personnel. Exactly. All Gecko is saying is that we could but, be found out well, with a forward line who at the moment is running rampant like Richmond. That how we're going to combat. Their little forwards. This is where guys like O'Shea and Mullet come yeah, into play yeah. because we, Even have, we have to pick the right team for, the, for the, the opponent each week. Oh, yeah. We oh, at the just, moment you've got... You uh, can't just throw these guys on the whiteboard every week nope. and say they'll do their job. No. You've got no. to look at the opposition. Spot on. I agree. So, so I agree. We don't, we don't think... Those four in particular, who all deserve to play senior footy. So hang on, you said uh, Weedering, Marchbank, Plowman, Jones. Well, they all played in this side last year. That's what I'm saying, though. And again, can we keep going with that? Yeah, Plus, they, who who well, would be well, the other you, two? Simpson about, and so, Simpson and Mullet. Well, whoever it is, Mullet, or I mean, Simpson and Burn. Whoever. Or, well, I think I mean whoever it is. Well, Simo, Tommy Williamson, Simo. You know, I love him, but. He's not exactly... Uh, He's not a lockdown small defender. Absolutely and not. You, I, while we're here, we'll go to the concern. I mean, this was my biggest concern. In that first half, Pioplo was running absolutely oh, amok. Ridiculous. And how many times last year do we sit in this room and say, we can't stop small forwards? Well, this how is many what, times this, last year did this, small forwards chop us to pieces? This is what Gecko's saying. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, my, so... Ah, the four that you talk about. Plowman had the job on many, many small forwards last year. It's and, asking the, it's and asking he, and he got his, much. He got... Beaten a few times, but then I thought, you know, he, he came back pretty hard. Um, I like him. Mullet. What? I don't know Mullet all that well. Uh, from I North, don't uh, think that's what he does. No. So what is he? Just a runoff? Well, you've got to defend. If you're going to play in the back line, you're going to know how. <laughs> you've got to defend. You've got to defend. Absolutely. Right? So you're going to, it's okay to have a nice left foot mm. and hit a target when you've got twenty meters. How have you? How have you thought? Have you, have you liked his game? Well, I thought his first second game, game was all right. Yeah, I think he's going okay. He's showing enough. Yeah, yeah no, no, I think he's going okay, particularly with Doherty. No, no not there this year. Mm. I really liked O'Shea. The second half mm. against Hawthorne, I thought he was really good. I quarter. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he did yeah well. no, he did his job when he came on. I mean, geez, you know, he's been in... Uh, when did he leave Port Adelaide? Two years ago. To play so for Northern Blues, Blues last Blues year. Last he got the year. best and fairest. And, uh, yeah, I, I, he showed enough too. I, I think what it's all pointing down to now is that we have no idea what our best 22 is. No. And we've got a fair bit of um, fair bit of depth, you'd reckon? I think we've got. I think we're finding players. No, there, I think we're finding. We've players. got depth, but there's also an uncertainty on where they're best played. I've got no idea. Even Sauce, I, I can see Sauce still in those defensive roles from a week to week basis when required. Yeah, I, I can see Sauce. Um, <clears throat> I can see Sauce perhaps doing that, and I can also see Sauce uh, slipping out of the side from time to time too. I, he's mm. no absolute guarantee in the twenty-two. Uh, by any stretch, he's done a remarkable effort in twenty-two. In well, sorry, the two years he's played, but with all these new blokes coming on board, uh, and 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 the likelihood that some of them are going to rest forward, e.g., Cripps and perhaps Lang will come into the side at some stage. Yep. yep. Um, Jared Garwood will play some footy. Yeah. Um, you got Pickett. Mm. You got Wright, Lamb. Uh, there was another one. Uh, Kennedy will rest forward. Murphy will rest forward. I mean. Jeez, mm. he, uh, uh, he's going to have to hit his straps. Yep. Um, he plays a role, yeah. though, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not advocating against what you're saying. No. But I think, I think we, what we want to be in a position, 
as an overview of kind of wrapping up this part of the chat, mm. don't we? We want to have 26 or 27 players. I think we've got more, Andy. Uh, yeah, and I honestly think we've got 30. So let's say 30. Let's have 30 players who we can pick to match up and exploit any given opposition, any given oh, week. I think we've right? got that's it. What we, that's what we want yeah, to have. Yeah, no, right? I, think, I think you're right. And look, going back to those four that you mentioned in the back line, um, you know, they'd be stiff not to play round one, obviously. But I thought, I, I didn't. I thought Plowman was a bit average against Hawthorne. Is is that a fair comment? You need to know what job he was assigned. I reckon Plowman's the one that gets given I just, a job. I reckon. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Fair enough. I, mean, I don't know what his job was, but I just felt at times he was a bit uh, second guessed himself and and made some errors. And um, yeah, it's a watch. Oh, he's a watch. Yeah, he's a watch. He's a watch. He's a watch. He's a watch. Too. A watch. Um, not knocking him one little no, bit. No, no. But, yeah. Just before you get away from him. And a look, again, you don't want to put too much emphasis on numbers at this time of the year. But I did just have a quick look at the um, stats before we had a chat after the two games. Did you have a look at our one percenters through the jail? No, I didn't look at any stats right, at okay. all. But, yeah. One percenters, right? Which is whatever, whatever a one percenter is. But it's an effort. Mm. It's sort of it's an effort guide, right? That's, um, all, I, that's all I ever did when I played footy. Uh, one, yeah, one no, you had a lethal little effort. Don't worry about that. Um, JLT1. Uh, our best 1% count belonged to Liam Jones, who had 14, right? He was doing that every week last year. Uh, guess what our best, our next highest 1% count was in that game? I did not make note of that. Who the hell was it? Uh, it, no. was, it was no. four. So Jones had 14. Our next best was four. That was Marchbank. In JLT2, Jones, again, had the highest 1% count of 11. Six was our next best, mm. and that belonged to Weedering. Mm. So... I'm I'm excited about Liam Jones. You saw you were on him, Gecko, before anyone last year, and I give you credit for seeing what we didn't. You said you wanted him to play as a kind of roving ruckman sort of follower role. I think he's found he's a last line player now. For for some reason, even when he gets beaten in a contest, he doesn't it doesn't worry him. You know, some blokes get yeah. get fidgety and nervous. The next one that comes down. He just going to give a shit about what happened mm. five minutes ago. He just goes as hard as he did five minutes before he got beaten. There's something. So he is a miracle of modern football. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I saw his second efforts against Hawthorne when he did uh, perhaps made an error. He went to try and rectify that error. He bounced up off the ground. He was running, trying to smother or trying to tackle. Like his second efforts have been... Uh, and I think that's a sign of a player who... Is switched on when you know you don't fall over and then just let them run away. I think you know when you're bouncing up and want to chase chase them down. I think that's a sign that he's actually very switched on. That's Silvani too, by the way. Mm. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's only just played. That's true. Coming back from his knee. There's Harry McCready and yeah. there's Tommy Williamson. And how's yeah. Sammy Rowe going? There's Sammy Rowe. There's a few that you know. There's a few soldiers down there who haven't we haven't even seen yet this year who. Could quite easily be recalled upon, and yeah. I think we know the four we just mentioned, because um, I think we're all I, still bullish about McCready in this room. Mm, I yeah. think McCready. I think any one of those four could be called into the senior side to do a job. And they will be. I love the way that uh, no one should feel comfortable in our side. I'll give you one to look at. Or well, maybe Cripps will be pretty comfortable. He's pretty, he's he's pretty safe. Okay. And, but <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, I mean, he's going when, when you've got, say, uh, look, let's say there's six or eight locks in our side for arguments. I don't mm. know who they are, but yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. there's six or eight locks. The other 14, if they've got an immense pressure coming from the reserves, mm. 
I think that's a great spot to be in. Yeah. Because yeah, we probably remember. haven't had that for ages. So. Right, give me something else. Oh, I thought Cunningham uh, in the first game, I thought he put himself in great positions. And I didn't think a lot went right for him. But I think he's... He's another one that I got no idea where this fella is going to be played. They have tried uh, off the back line with him apparently in the uh, interclubs and whatever, and a little bit against Hawthorne. I think he did too. And he spends a lot of time back there, but I think he's just as damaging in the midfield and forward. So he's learning his craft, and I see things in him that uh, I like, and I see that um, he's developing really well. And I thought Fisher as well. He's been. Um, Little pocket dynamite, really. He's a good player. He's just a good footballer. He's good and he's honest and he's brave. And I think runs, bounces, yeah, love more. that. Run the oh, lines, mate. mate. You know, that's it's awesome. It's invaluable to have those sort of players in your team. And he, when he's got when he's square on the goal, from anywhere, sort of fifty-five out, unless he'll he'll pick the right option. But he's not afraid to pull a trigger. Mm. I love that about him. Mm. We saw that goal he kicked against Gold Coast last year at Eddie Hat which was just a blinder. He kicked the one from 55 the other night in Launceston. He saw, he summed it up. Mm. He summed it up and he saw, well, I'll put pin the ears back here and I'll just go for it. And he popped it through for 55 on the run. I love everything about that bloke. Mm. I did tell you he was going to be a reasonable. Remember? Remember we talked about him? And I said to him, what? don't say, don't pretend you don't <laughs> remember this. I hate giving you credit because everyone gives you credit, Andy. No so one gives me credit around here. I don't want to give you, you, a, want to give you like a big head. out of a stone, you two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no you probably did. Oh, absolutely. well done, Andy. I told you. I wanted him no, to be picked up. No, I, I do recall you saying that um, he was one bloke that you, you watched. Uh, he's in the waffle. In the West Australian team. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. we yeah, got him in pick 27. He had no right to get through as many games as he did last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. None. But he's showing the benefit of doing that now. Like, yep. he's got the confidence. Yep. He's got a slightly stronger body. You can see he's actually physically grown and put on a bit of muscle this year. Mm. And those, when he gets his hands on it now, he's not double double clutching the ball, yep. he's grabbing it first time and mm. he's actually pulling it out of there and doing something with it, you know. So I, yeah, what he needs to do is keep building now, you know. We need to get those 12 possessions up to 18. We need to that's it. that those four-quarter incidents rather than one or two quarters, and, yeah, yeah. you know, then like, you disappear yeah. for a yeah. quarter. No, I totally they're, agree. They're the missing link then now, but we're asking a lot already of a second-year player. <laughs> yeah, no, we are. Yeah. No, yep. We are. <coughs> no, well, I was getting into Winnebago yeah. and F, by the way. No, no. no. Absolutely. I, look, I thought, but, to sum up, the, to finish off the St Kilda game, we're going on the Hawks, but I thought Harry um, showed more in the St Kilda game uh, in a few efforts um, the Hawthorne game, for whatever reason, he couldn't get himself into that game at all. Hear it, no. uh, he, well, uh, he went in the ruck a little bit. Uh, didn't speak. Uh, we'll speak about Levi in the Hawks game, but just on Harry, I can see that what we all see, or what you've definitely seen, Andy, that you think he's going to be a real super player. He might be just. He's still off. He's still off at the moment. I don't think he's anywhere near going to burst a game out not, of the no, park. No. Um, still young. Can we afford to play him when he's not in super form? Remains to be seen mm. for round one. Mm. But um, selection's but, really interesting yeah, for round one. Yep, yep. Very interesting. Very interesting because I'm not sure that we go with the uh, Levi, Harry, and Kerno just yet. Might be best to go with. Uh, a cruiser. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, they ask they, I mean, They're red hot. They are. Oh, they're red hot. They're better. They're actually better early in 2018 than they were as good as they were in September mm. last year. They're playing with that confidence now, that swagger and that con- they're, they're They're a huge... They're a fantastic litmus test first up. Mm. We yeah. Come, we come off... Oh, the, I think it's fantastic oh, we've got them no, first up. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, I love it. Love hey, we, if we push them... If we push them, and we've got time to talk about this game yeah. next week, wrap yeah. it up the week after, but no, that's a great little sort of way to leave our way into the season. Um, right, you go. Something else you've seen from through JLT. You, I've never seen a bloke write down as many things as you, and then I look at you and I feel like you've got nothing you want to say. <laughs> what, what else have you got over there in your uh, magnus opus? What I really liked in the Hawthorne game, Cruz has gone down early. Now... Structurally, he's one. Of, he's probably the only guy that's. We him and Jones probably are the two guys that are almost un irreplaceable. Is the correct word I think. So Cruiser goes down, and that really throws a spanner in the works as a, to our forward line. Uh, what I really liked was the way we adapted to that scenario. Pretty well, not quickly, but ultimately for four quarters, uh, Levi. Did a very manful job in the ruck, as mm-hmm. Baz was alluding earlier. Um, played a very disciplined game of footy for the team. Um, and obviously wasn't allowed to be as big a focus in the forward line. So uh, as a result of that, we had to have various focuses, I guess. We had Pickett one, uh, one out down there. We had Daisy one out down there. And with the quick ball movement and the, the uncontested game that we're developing, and the, <clears throat> we basically... Getting the ball into position, say, 80 metres out, sort of 30 metres before the 50-metre arc, and then bombing that ball in pretty quickly now. But this this year it's noticeable, A, we're kicking it to the top of the square nearly every time, and B, there is somebody there. Somebody yep. has always yep. been there for that kick this yeah. year. And and at the fall of the ball as well. We've been, we scunged a few yeah. goals off mm. the ground and that type of stuff. This is what I've been... Because there were guys there prepared to be around the feet of a pack That's what I've been bleating like myself black and blue about for 10 years. Mm. Yeah. You know, so... Well, the, I prefer it's a, doing that. Just the thing is, Gex, we've now got some quality players who are learning their craft. True and enough. Pickett is certainly one bloke in the two games that, he runs the lines, he's prepared to run, they can't catch him, uh, and he creates. And just, you know, a back line, when they see him running down, like they don't know where they're going, really. I mean, so for a bloke like him to come into our side, and I can see that he's certainly got some. I'm not sure that he's a lock in any, in, in round one or whatever, I've got no idea. We want him to be in our team. I think, I think so, for his yeah. speed. Him and Fisher are blokes who run and bounce. Yeah, so uh, that, will be there, for sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So... I, I like the fact that um, he would give most um, backmen a little bit of a headache. Did you notice what Levi had written on his wrist? You know, they players, he had them strapping around his mm. wrist. He had a word written on his wrist. Did you see it? I heard something about brutal. it. Brutal. He had the word brutal mm, written okay. on his list. Now, you're two wise men. Why do you reckon, why do you reckon somebody said to Levi... Right, brutal on your. That's your key. That's your. That's your go-to word. What, probably, what, what probably, does that mean? We're going to see from Levi. Probably because you're 105 kilos and six foot five. That maybe that's a part of your game we haven't seen. Because you're a, he's a nice bloke. He's a <clears> nice man. He's a gentle soul, 
and occasionally he plays like that, I reckon. And I reckon somebody said to him, it's now or never, mate. It's hmm. now or never for hmm. you. And you've got to play with a physical edge. And you've got to be, if brutal's the word that you're going to need to look at every now and again to be your, you know, your word, um, then brutal it is. Now, it, that doesn't mean he's got to go around knocking blokes out and get four The weeks. opposite. Exactly. The opposite. Exactly. He's got to play his own game. Do not participate with umpires at any level <laughs> ever. Just just <laughs> completely take that out of your game once and for all. Yeah. Yeah. Don't engage. Yeah. And just focus on what you do. And you're going to cop it, Levi, because everyone knows, and Hawthorne knew it, mm. they were pushing and shoving him to death, and he got a few free got kicks Got a couple of frees out of it, yeah. But they did that because they know he's one of the greatest contested marks in the competition. And he's got to realise that and mm. just play his game and let everything else develop around that. Brutal. I love it. I hope it I think he's dropped. A, I think he's dropped a bit of weight too, apparently. Um, he's like... Yeah, I think he has. Oh, I've read it. Look at this. I, I did hear something about whatever he's done, and you should. There was a relative or a link <laughs> to Levi who was in yeah. hospital with difficulties, and right. I don't know if that had something to do with it. But I heard on the radio somebody mentioned that. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was his wife's nephew or something. Some, rather. Something. Like right, yeah. or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, I did like. Well, we have to talk about Kennedy. So Kennedy is. Uh, come from very another club. Very important. Hasn't player. I don't think he's played a lot of footy over the past couple of years. In and out of that team. Yep. Um, I saw a little bit in the St Kilda game, but in the Hawthorne game, he stepped up big time. He's not taking a backward set. This kid. He, he led, will not take a backward step. He led us over the two games in clearances. Did he? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Number one in the in the St Kilda game, equal number one with Cripps in the second game. I reckon he wouldn't have been far behind Cripps in contested possessions either. I He's don't know what it would 11, be. But he had eleven. On well, that's well. In, in, isn't it nice to see that Cripps? I think had sixteen, and right behind him you got his little uh, oh, counterpart on eleven. Whereas you know, you'd see Cripps with twenty-two, and then someone with eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like. He needs a hand. The guy oh. needs a hand. And he's the fellow that possibly, well, I think he will be, um, well, equally as good. Oh, no. Oh, I thought he was I, – I thought he, he had 35 possessions in the two games. I reckon the possession count will, once he works out, you know, this team and mm. where he fits and who everybody is and he plays a bit of footy with them, that possession count will just increase by four Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And probably have more game time. I don't know what game time they play yeah, in these JLT too. games. I no too. idea. But. No, no. He, uh, I think he is going to be a very important piece mm. of the puzzle for all the reasons you mentioned. The mm. bloke, number nine, needs somebody else to oh, carry the load. Absolutely. And he didn't have that. As good a player as Bryce Gibbs was, Gibbs never did that. Murphy doesn't do it. No. There's no one else. There's really no Fisher no, can't do it yet. Cunningham doesn't do it. No. There's no one else who can Ed, do it. Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno's the other Sol one. Kerno. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, he's been good too. He's last been year. terrific. Yeah. Great to have him back. Well, you know what? You know what he's going to produce. He's just a consummate uh, uh, professional. Kennedy. Kennedy has just. I think he's going to be a very. very they sought very after their bloke player. and they got him, and, and I'm happy to have him. Yeah. Because oh, I didn't really know much about him. I've watched him pretty closely because it's these guys that you. You, I mean, you know your players on the list from last year and beyond. These new guys coming in, you look at them really closely. Don't you? you want to see little little things that they do. Oh, I I love him straight away. I like his, I like the fact I like the number he's got. What's he got? Number seven. Yeah, he reminds me of a bloke who ran around in the midfield for us for a long time 
winner in the number seven who was Fearless. unfairly dealt with when he was coaching the footy club in his last year. Mm. I reckon won a few BNFs. Mm. There's yeah, just something about it. there's something about. I know he's got Ratton's class, but there's something about the way yeah. he gets in and can work his way through heavy traffic. He's a bull. Yeah, he's fearless. He's, he's fearless. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, it's, I'm a bit worried that yeah. he leads with his head sometimes no, going yeah. in to get that yeah. ball. I can see him getting a real No, the Joel Selwood. Does anyone want to say anything about number nine or just let him sort of do it, do his play? Just the, everybody in Cartland, just say a prayer that mm. Cripps is over the drama. Absolutely. Right? Because we still don't know. Oh we don't know how far this guy can go. Who knows? I don't know. What we've seen is another dimension very early in the season. Contested marks in the goal square. Mm -hmm. If not marking it, getting freeze because the opposition shit's scared that he's just too big and strong for them. And he's going to do this every week if he gets a good run at it. And he's he's kicking straight. Yeah, he's kicking straight. He's got his kicking right. It's the wrong time to bring it up, but I'll bring it up anyway. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For a little while, obviously, Murph is going to be captain this year, and I think he pr- probably knows that he'll be handing over at the end of um, this year. And obviously, the two that stand out, there mm. might be another one. Weedon might be in the mix too, I don't know. But I think Cripps and Doherty obviously stand out for most people. Mm. And I was 50-50 on both of them. and But I'm really warming to Cripps now. I, I think this club needs a captain who the team will follow will lift for. And I think for too long we've had captains who, um, not denigrating their captains, have been very, very good. But to have Doherty, he's a bit you know, in the back line, free of play. I, I, I want someone like Cripps who leads by example, says, you know, come with me, boys. Yeah. I'll show you how to do it. I want that type of captain at our club. And I think next year is probably... A really good time to to hand over, and and I'm really, I'm almost I'm almost a hundred percent sold that he has to be the one. I'm not sure that they're going to give him the captaincy. Actually, mm, yeah. I'm really yeah. leaning towards I think Carlton probably going towards Doherty because he's so good in the media and and that sort of stuff and players association all that sort of stuff. But I, me personally, I'd be giving it to a Crips because I can see that. When he does something, the side can can lift, and I, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. I'm not going to buy into the captain. No, yeah, stuff, you don't but have you, to. you know what? You make you make a very good case, and I'm not disagreeing with one word you're saying. I think he's a. I think he's just a. You say what you say about his marking and his kicking, and that's true, right? But there was something about I'm going to watch with a great deal of interest, you know, this year and for the rest of his career, but. There's something about even his clearance work that was a bit cleaner or a bit more decisive or something, right. particularly in the second half when we when we really sort of worked our way back into the game and he started sort of square that on the footy team's behalf. He there's a vision or something that's evolved in his football. Or, he's always had that. Yeah, I maybe reckon. it's even a bit sharp. Maybe I'm maybe I'm twigging to it a bit late, but I just oh. think he has he has depth. Of hunger that you only see in champion players. He, he's that's true. Yep. He will he will just always be the same sort of player week yeah. to week. I reckon he wants to win. There's like, no doubt about that. Every contest is a new contest for him. It, there is no laying down. There is no. He just wills himself to every contest, and I think he probably needs to be a little bit smarter in that area to cons- conserve a bit of energy. But you know, he's fit enough and big enough to get through games. So. 
I'm very, very upbeat about him. And like you said before, him and Cruz are vital uh, amongst a few others, but those two are really vital. So anything else you want to mention from the JLT before we kind of get on to any concerns we might have? And any uh, other all I'll say is that um, I didn't mind... Uh, well, I don't know where Daisy Thomas is going to fit into this squad, but what I will say is I think his time... Uh, I think his time down back and off a wing or that type of stuff. I think it's just about over. I didn't mind seeing him in the forward line and he's such a smart player that I think that might be the, when he does play, that might be his position. I don't know. Hey, look, it could well, differ from week to week. I don't know, he's, but he's, he's, oh, look, he's very smart. I don't know how to place him because in the first game against St. Kilda, he did some bizarre things. Mm. He, he kicked a, a banana and, and, kick. A chip and run. <laughs> and and it, it went to no one, and where he didn't have to do it, he he, he often handballs and dives to the ground at the same time, which I despise. Mm. Just it's just a cop out possession, and I I just can't say how how much I hate seeing that happen. But I did like the fact that you know he he's kicked three goals. He seemed to. He seemed to rectify some of his kicking woes. Kicking looked better. Mm, look it better. It did look sharp. It how the hell he can... I don't want to sort no, of no. think it's done and no. dusted, but no. there is signs there that maybe he... Because if you can't do the meat and potatoes, if you can't hit targets, if you can't kick a 30-metre kick and hit the target or kick it through the goals when it's your turn to kick it, mm. you're, you're useless. You are useless to your team. So... If he can do the meat and potatoes and then, you know, once or twice throw in the razzle-dazzle, mm. that's okay. It'll work. But, mm. you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't know where he fits in. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not, not 100% sure they know either. But I just know that um, his experience, together with Wright in the forward line, um, it could work. Yeah, no, I'm not – no, no, I'm not giving – I thought – He's not going to kick three goals a week every time he suits up. That's not going to happen. But but he's definitely no, got but... something. He's got something to offer. There's something that he's got to offer. It's clearly experience, Andy. It's well, experience. They, 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 I mean... they, they, they clearly like him because he they didn't have to option the contract. They didn't have to do it. It could have easily got to the end of last year and they could have said, that's it. Hmm. We're done. But yeah. they, could, they could have shaken hands and come up with an agreement and said, see you later. I'm sure he'll be... The topic of discussion many times yeah, I again think he this probably year. Probably will. Yep. Yep. No, one one other one other positive before player. we move on to concerns is uh, really noticeable at the end of this game, uh, post siren, but also the two last quarters of the JLT games. I get the impression that there is a massive emphasis on if you're in contention at three quarter time, we've got to finish this job. We've got to start winning. Mm. We've got to start building a winning culture and you've got to start knowing what that feels like and despise anything else. But because I really saw the determination and grit they lifted in all of the last quarters of the JLTs and then post siren of the Hawthorne game, when the Foxtel cameras stayed on the players, they all had this really little satisfied smile on their face that, you know, we've actually achieved what we set out to do here. We've, we've, we're on the right track. I just got the feeling, not that they're smug, not that they're no, no. in a comfortable no, no, place, no but they've, they've got this quiet confidence that they're on the right track. That's, 
I'm reading a lot into it, but that's what it felt like to oh, me. I think you're reading uh, the right lines because I'd say, oh, I listened, I think Cripps was interviewed both games after the, uh, yeah, I think he was interviewed both times after the game and both times he said that they, they wanted to win. Hmm. They wanted no, to win. important for us. Um, and that was another box that we ticked. So the eight goals, the yeah. over 100 and winning, yeah. you know, albeit JLT, you don't get points for it, you get nothing for it. But it means a lot to a side who's, uh, you know, starting out. Dog days are over, mate. Yeah. Dog yeah. days are over. Wins no, a win no matter when, no, when it is. We're going oh. to lose more games than we win probably in 2018. Yeah. But it's important. It's well, we don't important. know that. We don't know. No that, one do knows we? Anything, we don't mate. know. We don't know. No that. one knows anything. I, I don't know what our draws like. I've got no idea. I haven't, I haven't had a look at it. But I think we are one of the more un- unpredictable sides in the league. You know what I know. <clears throat> this is what I do know. And time's going to tell. What did we say? We said on the show last year that by 2019 we'll be pushing. By 2020 we're in. Right. That's what we said last. Year. We all agreed on that timeline. I'm not wavering from that. I'm not. I've still got plenty of patience up my sleeve. But you're a bit. I think you're right. We've got quality. Suddenly we've got a lot. There's quality in the team. Suddenly there's quality. SPS. Well, we he's played. He's played a half of our of our jail. And what a half. And he's just quality. Like he just he's, clean. Yeah, yeah, clean. So there's four names. I, I want, before we get off, there's four names before we talk about our concerns. Four names I want you to look out for, folks. And if you've seen anyone, you I know you saw uh, the second half of the. Um, the Northern Blues practice game against Sandy. There's four games no, so I want you to look out for, and I'm going to be watching with a great deal of interest amongst many that aren't we haven't mentioned so far. Cam Polson, uh, Matthew Lobie, who I think has got a real role to play for the football club. It might, and I, I don't know how Andy Phillips is going, but I think Matthew Lobie might prove to be a very, very handy acquisition, particularly with Matty Cruiser occasionally likely to miss a game or two. Lobie looks like he's just very keen to and and quite capable of filling in at AFL level. He played a lot of footy for Port Adelaide. And mm. what he did again in that one game, the one half I saw suggested to me that he's going to fit in. I've got a lot of I got and the two the two wild cards, and I don't expect they'll play a senior game in two thousand and eighteen, but they'll draft these from last year. And you want to talk about sprouts Keeping, if you go to any Northern Blues game, and if you do come and say good day to us this year, we're lucky enough to be the number one ticket holder of the Blues this well, you year. You are. We are. You are. We are. And, you. And I How much thank, does it cost you, by the way? I thank the club enormously for bestowing that honour upon us, which is great. And we'll all go and watch them play together yeah. uh, or individually throughout the year like we have in the past. And we'll talk about players we've seen down there who are pushing up. Keep an eye on Angus Shoemaker. Who we picked up number seventy last year in the I know draft. nothing about him. Man. And look, keep an eye on number the guy we picked up number thirty, Tommy DeConning. De oh, DeConning. Yeah. Just keep uh, an eye on those two players. Couldn't DeCock. Just keep an eye. Well, hopefully, he behaves a bit better than that. He's got legs like John Nichols already, DeConning. Have a look. The legs are huge. You got a bit of mull in him, didn't you? The legs, are, yeah. The legs are huge. From the waist up, he's built like me. He's, he's a stick. But he's got he's got something. There's something mm. about him the way he plays, and he's as laid back and funky. He should be a Z boy from LA in 1974. He should be skating on pools that have got no water in them in rich people's homes who are not who are up in Aspen skiing. I had neighbours like that. You know those blokes. Yep. Because that's who he is. He's got the long blonde hair, and he's laid back, and he's a dude. The complete opposite to me. To all of us. <laughs> 
he's got here for a start. But uh, I just saw him do two or three things, and you know you'd see, and you go, yeah, right, I'm going to watch. So they're, they're my okay. forward. It just okay, yeah, on. I haven't watched any of the Northern Blues this year, and um, yeah, I read a little bit about a um, couple of the blokes you mentioned. I've still got high hopes for Patrick Kerr. Oh, so have I. Absolutely. I want to see him um, really... He had a bit of sort of glandular. Do you know? Oh, no, he, I didn't know he, that. He did a, it wasn't quite glandular, but the four weeks leading into the setback, season... Bit of a setback. He had a, it was something right. like glandular. Probably what you've got. Patrick. Yeah, right. Some and, sort of respiratory. Get off yeah, the gluten yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's had, a, he's had a bit of an interruption in the last four or five weeks leading into the season. So okay. give him a bit of time. Let him yeah. find his foot and get himself back into Fair enough. full operating procedure. But I'm with you. Uh, the one, the few negatives no I one. thought, uh, I, th- I thought a lack of pressure in both games, in the first half in both games, maybe leads to a bit of what Gecko is saying is that we really primed ourselves in the second half. I know we played well in the first half against the Saints and they were chasing tail. I felt, though, in both of those halves that I think we had 12 tackles in one half and 18 in the other. Did you see the total tackle counts? No. What was the total? So against St Kilda, we lost at 30-48. And against Hawthorne, we lost at 52-90. Yeah. So that's well, a smashing. Yeah, that's a smashing, yeah. I mean, once the ball gets bounced in round one, I'd like to see us, you know, hitting into the hard, 60s hard, and 70s. Hard, and, you know so what it's I mean? A, there's a little bit of a byproduct of... Being a young team, yeah, yeah, and maybe bit. I think it's a directive because no way Nane is going to let them get away with thirty tackles in a game. I mean, that's that, that was, that, a, that was that, that's more like just don't worry about tackling, don't worry about pressure. We're try and play your game. That maybe. was a pretty I don't soft know. game. The St Kilda game was pretty yeah, soft. Was the terrible. tackling was a little bit of an issue last year too. Yeah, it was uh, early. I think we highlighted early. You were losing your head. Technique, I I never liked Early, it was terrible. We let let a lot slip through our hands. And And then I I think after about round four or five, they they certainly stepped it up a lot. Um, Our skills uh, let us down in the Hawthorne game. Really sloppy in the third quarter against St Kilda, but certainly against Hawthorne the uh, it was due to their pressure, sorry, coming out of our defence, mm. making a lot of mistakes, missing targets, rushing kicks, poor handballs. And, you know, hats off to the Hawks. They came out to play. They put a lot of pressure on us. But if sides put pressure on you, we have to find a way of combating that pressure and being a lot more calm under pressure rather than spraying kicks left, right, this, and centre. This, this is something I'm going to start becoming very repetitive about. And I, I'm going to apologise right now in the first podcast of this year because I'm going to keep saying this until somebody hears me. <laughs> Our propensity... So can we listen to you now and hear you so you don't do it anymore? I'm talking about Beyond some, us. somebody in the coaching <laughs> administration. <laughs> if we continue with our propensity to handball forward, oh God, you hate handball forward without realising that we're actually killing ourselves doing it, the good teams overlap from lateral and behind. Mm. You either handball behind to free up space or you run, you handball laterally to somebody with momentum Mm. coming past. If you handball forward, the receiver has to turn around with the ball in his hand, Mm. not knowing what the hell's behind him. And nine times out of 10 is going to get crunched or put under pressure and cough the ball up. The only time you do it, 
was when you've got the bloke completely free and Correct. he's out in the Oakland. On the Correct. Uh, and I saw it against, I looked at the St Kilda game again and we did fall into that trap quite a few times. I thought the Hawthorne game, not as much, but we still did it. Mm. We still did it all, and all put I blokes under say the pump. Is, I want our listeners to be aware of it and watch for it mm. because it it does it it's we're at the very early stages of developing our uncontested game right and and we can sort of take marks off or be, give allowances for where we are at this stage but <clears throat> if we don't isolate the problems and correct them we we're just going to keep repeating the problems that create we create for ourselves. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's at this a stage. fair point. Uh, and the byproduct of that is that I felt against Hawthorne, we fell into the trap uh, again in the first half, and it improved in the second half. Was we didn't want to switch the play. We weren't looking to switch across the ground. And in the first half, we were just prepared to kick down the line, kick down the line, and it wasn't working. Handballing forward, that was along the line instead of looking, you know, in the JLT games, this is when you should be looking to, to, to try things mm. and certainly switching the play. We didn't do second half, switched the play a lot more. Things got out a little bit more. Blokes were running forward of the ball. It, we were able to create and run and it was a little bit different. Now, I know the side got changed up a fair bit in the second half. Uh, and it yeah, was that's the other thing to remember that the yeah, side isn't settled. No, it's not, no, we're near of, it. There's a lot of variables still going on. No, so that's no. that's. I was surprised that you talked about Loeb. I was surprised that I don't know where they're at in their football. Um, and even Decona, I don't know where they're at. The three of them who are potentially Ruckman, well, they are Ruckman. I, I was surprised that we didn't yeah. play any of them as a and, and give Cruz a bit of a. Did Loeb hurt his ankle leading into that? Oh, I've got no idea. I think Loeb. Just hurt his ankle leading into the second JLT. Right, so, okay. So you can excuse him for not I, being I, down at I think at they wanted to play. I, oh, I okay. Feel, I, I have no knowledge mm. about this because no one talks to me. Phillips? Club anymore. Um, he's, is he, oh, I haven't seen him yet. Don't worry about it. Uh, I haven't seen him yet. That's Phillip, not true. Oh, I haven't seen him uh, yet. I haven't, I haven't seen Phillips either. No, we should I, go into training one night and see how he's going. Well, see, I don't know how he's tweet, going. I mean, send us a, t- a tweet if you've seen... Um, at the Carlton Show, if, you, if you've seen Andy mm. Phillips, how he's tracking, because he's there's a future. We, 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 if he can get himself right, but those foot, the foot problems, big the blokes, repetitive foot problems, big blokes with feet. And I think the fact that they've gone for Lobi would suggest there's a concern. You know, that, that it might take some more time to get him right. Well, I do get frustrated with our club as well as all the other clubs who. Hold all this confidential information about the physical fitness of their players. I can tell you right now, there has been an issue with Williamson for a couple of weeks. He's got a hot hot spot in in his back. I've heard hot spot and back in the same sentence. I've heard nothing from Carlton. Uh, Lang Lang had bone fragments in his ankle with the the ligament damage that he had, which, you know, he's been off the scene for a month now. But yeah, the, the, probably won't the, see him for another club, month. The club doesn't tell us because they don't want, you know, as if the rest of the football world it's doesn't know this stuff. It drives bullshit, me insane. Right? Just oh, tell us what's going on. Bullshit. We're paying I mean, money for this. We're yeah, members. We, tell yeah. us. No, fair enough. Um, it's bullshit, Bats. It's actually bullshit. 
Yeah, it really well, is. In, in a day and age. Yeah, I, I want to know. I, I want to know. I don't want to hear from the grapevine uh, all the time, no, you know, and 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 have you know snoops inside the club telling. Can me. anyone I wanna, tell I me what hear the point? From... What is the point of not telling us? Exactly. No idea. Like, what is the point? Exactly. No idea. It, it, they're learning off governments. That's what governments oh, yeah. do. Here we go. It's taking him. No, let, let's just let's just political... let's just feed them breadcrumbs and and we'll have media <laughs> little media bites on a daily basis and we'll feed them what we want them to know. That's how it works. It's crap. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> the captain. Was, uh, uh, first half was poor yeah. against Hawthorne. Really poor. And he's, I reckon he's been coasting. Yeah, he's been coasting. He's, he's been watching his troops. Do there, and then I think the second half. I think the message went. I think you better you better get to work, Cap. I think you better get to work. And when he got to work, the side got to work. And admirable. I thought he tried yeah, to yeah. inject oh, himself into the game. Absolutely. Once no. he's, I mean, he's a quality he's player. A quality player. Just... He, he does a history of pacing himself. Yeah. I I don't think that's a really good idea at this stage, though. <laughs> like seriously, like you can yeah. you can change gears. When you're at your prime, but you're getting into your 30s, mm. don't think that it's just a given that you can pick your game up spur of the moment. Plus, the defensive side of your game is going to be scrutinised more than ever this year. I'm telling you right now, if you're not carrying your weight around, get back. Seriously, you're, you're going to get. Yeah, no, he did out. get back last year and helped out quite a fair uh, bit. I, I thought, uh, he, 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 you know what? You say to like Murphy, and he's probably, he's probably getting too much ball down back. He, he knows what he's Last doing. He's a pro. I, he knows look, what he's doing. I, he, right, and let me let me say what I by, correct what I'm saying. But his first two thirds of the season last year were exemplary. Mm. He had a fantastic season, but he had a few. <laughs> it's the best and fairest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Not, but he had a couple of questionable moments towards the end of the year as well. And if you're a captain, you got to you can't do that. Like you, you got to be setting the example all the time. They want more goals. He has enough quality to hit the scoreboard um, time well, and time yeah, again. If you want to follow, if you want to follow, if we are going to use, if we're going to say, "Roll, let's use here and there and now mm-hmm. and then uh, the Richmond template." Well, Murphy is every bit able to be used in that role, mm. but. When the ball's on the ground and the opposition are threatening to take it out, he's got to chase as hard as a Jason Castagna or a young Butler or a Townsend. He's got to be manic, like the Richmond forwards were manic. Correct. He's got. He can't mm. just go. Well, that the ball no. got away from me. I'll no. get it next time he comes in. No, no. Oh, no, Andy, that was ball. one of the problems we had against Hawthorne. The, the ball, you know, wasn't going in often. When it did, it was coming out pretty quick, and then. They were getting repeat entries By all the, the way, time. We beat them twice in a row now. Yeah, nice. How's Emma feeling now? Knocked them over twice in a row. Yeah, I don't how's the missus feeling? Highly, so. no, I, don't. I don't know about them. I reckon when they get... Uh, leave me out. No. No. Stinky. It's gone past. Gone past really? No, yeah. I, I called it when they lost their final two years ago, mate. That's yeah. the end of the era for them. Yeah, okay. no, you don't you lose blokes like Hodge. I'll tell you why. Hodge, you don't lose blokes like Hodge and Mitch, Mitchell and all of a sudden win another premiership. I'll give you the tip. Our bloke who wears number 13... Has got their bloke who wears number six. He's cooked. Oh, right here. He's cooked. Right here. He's a pickle. Right in the palm. Oh, he's got him hand. cooked. Completely. Come on, he's a, 
He'll just walk up to him at the start of oh round whenever we play him and go, hello, it. I'm going to make your life hell. I can't hell. believe fact, how you easy it is you might to get bluff reported. a bloke. Oh, my God. How it's easy it is to bluff a bloke. I'd love to play poker early, against him. It's too early. Him. Let's wait till later in the year. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Right, um, well, he's been going okay, Lamb, I guess. You know. He's a role player. Does he? He does, he's his role. He's got a role. He's got a role. I think he, hopefully, to me, he looks a bit fitter this year. I think he looks a bit. He's just marginally. He's got enough marginal. of the ball against Hawthorne, actually. He's, he's, that's he's what I'm, one of a few. Yeah. He's got to put four quarters together. Spot on. I, there's too mm. many of them playing one or two quarters at the mm. moment. Well, I, I think what would there be? Would there be probably uh, that role that he and Wright probably solely spend sort all your of pennies played. on next week's show? Don't outline. No, that. I'm just. No, I'm not going to say individually. But would you think that we'd have about six or eight options in that role now? If that four rotating, yeah, through, rotating, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. A small to yeah. mid-size forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No mm. doubt. No Gartler, what's his injury update? Uh, shoulder, fine, apparently, although, according to Gecko, the, no, we never know what they're telling us got anymore. Got no mail on him. No, no mail. Well, well, I think he, he, the indication just bruised, straight away was just fine. Just your yeah, head. No, that's I mean, all right. Yeah, so he's got upside. He's got upside. Uh, anything else on the boys before we talk about the girls and wrap it up? Not, not really. Unbelievably disappointing AFLW season. I can't believe how disappointing... You know what it's, and I hate to pot because uh, they know more about it than I do, but they've just got the list build wrong. They've got their list build wrong. They haven't got enough speed through the middle of the ground and they haven't got enough quality kicks to the footy. Mm. Of course, it's bad luck that Bree Davey goes down because she's a class act. But, but you can't just rely. You can't just say can't that. That's the player. if they're relying on her. Well, they are. They have got the wrong list completely. If they're just relying on one player, spot on. If they've just fallen in a screaming hit because of her, well, and, and I don't. You know, I don't think the list is any good then. And it's not as good as it needs to be. And oh got, no, we're near it. Got, they haven't got enough of the right. Well, who are the two good sides in the comp? Well, this year it's changed a little bit. Oh, Western, last year was well, Brisbane. No, last year was Brisbane. Adelaide played off in the grand Adelaide's final. Adelaide's still a good team. Western Melbourne, Ball, Melbourne and GWS. Melbourne, Melbourne and GWS. Melbourne and GWS. Hey, well, there's okay. four teams that are. It comes down last week. So right? things so, have chopped and changed within it's bloody really 12, 12 months. It's a really tight year. But we're sitting last and caught three, three absolute poundings. Things gone past us at a million miles an hour. Yeah. The competition right now, our list is so far away. <laughs> um, with all due respect to the girls, here's the problem I've got. They backed girls like Madeline Kerrick and Lauren Arnell, who are both terrific competitive footballers, right? They backed them by, by, by having them on the list and investing senior leadership positions with the two of them. A minute into the season, they've gone, Jesus, we need speed through the middle of the ground. Neither of these girls have got it, so they're out. So there's no speed with of any quality to come into the side to replace them. So they've chucked out what they deem to be a strength on the at the drop of a hat. They didn't say, okay, well, the competition's quick. We reckon we're tough and we're composed around the ball, but we're slow. Let's back our ball winners and see if we can control it in. And then, well, that's what we did last year. And then we tried it at the start of this year, and the setup was horrific. The defensive nature of the way we set up with numbers behind the ball early in the season. Mm. And we got the memo. The memo went out because of us. And it was no good. Why they haven't tried... Now, somebody tell me. Why they haven't tried Darcy Vessier around the ball Well, Gecko alluded that in the text she message a few weeks ago. to the footy inside 50. Is, is she like, fit? Is she fit? Can we, she play in the middle of the I, ground? I, I don't know if she's fit. I don't know if she's got endurance. All I know is she's an absolute waste in the position that she's well, playing. Wasted season. They played Taylor Harris in the midfield last weekend, and she was lost. 
Her mm. opponent kicked three goals in the first quarter. Well, Nicholas Stevens comes to the club as a rebounding sort of set-up player of halfback at Collingwood. And because we haven't got any midfielders, mm. they throw her in the middle of the I, I hate the fact that we're rambling on about the negativity of things. I, I really are. But of it course. is a car crash. It's been crash. a disappointing year. Well, I've done 50. Really disappointing year. I, I've I, done 50. <laughs> I had 50 on them in the flag. That's, a, that's how much I know. And I, do you know what it means? You know what it's, the, why I'm not... I hear what you're saying. But I hope anybody listening to this takes it this way. We, I actually care about it. Me too. I care about well, it's it. It's good absolutely. that we talk, Gex, whether we talk negative or positive, for me, it's great that we're actually talking about it. Um, I care and, and about I, it, mate. They well, mean that, a lot to me. Yeah, the negativity clubs, that we're, so we're talking about means, we care. means we're watching, yeah. means we go, means we care. I've got a daughter who's absolutely in, yeah. enthralled in it and loves it. I hope she doesn't love it. As much as the the men, but well, she, she can if she, she does. wants, and who cares if she does? No, I'm telling you she can't because she's uh, allowed to. No, no, Andy, come on, the big stuff's the big stuff. But no, no, I mean, what? Well, no, the women are the women, and the men. Oh, are I know, women. Andy, but all I'm saying is that you know I've got someone at home who's extremely passionate and now deflated. Yeah, absolutely. Because purely uh, now we we got Nicholas Stevens and and Taylor Harris. And I'm not sure about the people we've got, uh, the girls we've got in the draft, but Gex, you were saying that one in the draft. Uh, Georgia G. Has been, she's, uh, she's, yeah. she's a she's Okay. A she's a whip. So, where, so tell me what they thought about their midfield then. I don't know. I don't know. They just got it wrong. They got it wrong. They mm. looked at their list and they got it wrong. Did they you think at any stage you'd see uh, Davey in the midfield? I, I thought that would be the case, but then come round one against she's Collingwood, gone. down back again. And there was, oh, I thought the the signs were early. I thought it were poor against Collingwood, whether we got the win or not. Yeah, we're lucky really to hang on. Yeah, I was just yeah, they were all over us. Oh, absolutely. Quarter. They look them. They had more midfielders than us, yet we scunged a win. Hmm. Um, there are four players. This, we've already mentioned Georgia G. I like Maddie Gay. I think she's going to be a player of the future. I really. These are the new ones that we've seen. This, and I know you want to mention a couple that. Have held their head high. Maddie Gay, Karen Harrington, I really like her. She can play. She's a very good player. Georgia G, and I like Sophie Lee. But but Sophie Lee and Georgia G together they weigh about eighty kilos. Yeah, they're tiny. They're tiny. Mm. And you see them up against the Ellie Blackburns and the uh, Elise Days, and the they just get pulverized yeah. by these established they, female got midfielders. A, they've got a fantastic awareness of getting around the ball. They know they read the play. They're so very natural players mm. at finding the ball, but they're just. Not physically no, strong enough no. at this stage. So it's been unbelievably but disappointing. Year, the I other reckon. one to mention, I think Brianne Moody. Yep, she's been great. She's got. She's made a massive step up for a person who's literally only played a couple of seasons of football at this level. I think in general, I think she's been a footballer. She's come from other backgrounds. I'm not sure exactly where from, and I'm in dangerous territory here again because I'm pretending to know something I probably <laughs> don't know. But she's added. Playing in a, in oh, the number one right. ruck role in her second season and dominating that position, showing absolute leadership uh, in winning the ball, playing that big that big sort of role where you're a power player, um, dropping back in defence and marshalling the troops. She so she showed some really um, wonderful talent, I think, in her second year of football, and I think. The future should be uh, certainly built around mm. her potential as yeah. well as anyone yeah. else that and we can bring in. If she's listening, Bree, if you're listening, 
And your old man's got any good mail. Yeah, send it through. <laughs> Just send it through. Because yeah, we, we have it. After our, oh. after our punters club oh, performance. God, oh, God. There is something I want to say. As that a was general, the most woeful oh, performance. Terrible. As a general statement uh, about the AFLW competition, I was uh, in the car listening to our, the Outer Sanctum, mm. who your erstwhile partner is part of, Andrew. Um, now, they had a guest on the show, Julia Kiera. She's... Um, She's young. She's part of uh, this is this AFL Life podcast. She's uh, an assistant coach at the Darabin Falcons. Now, she said something that makes me able to say this now because she's basically opened the gateway to do this. It's been a concern of mine watching the AFL women's competition for a while now that until they tidy up, a lot of this stuff, and I'm talking about undisciplined acts, untidy tackling, uh, late bumps, 50-metre penalties, facial injuries, concussions, uh, rodeo tackling, very untidy, undisciplined stuff. Some of it is unintentional intentional and over-exuberant. Over a lot of it, I'm pretty sure, is intentional, and a lot of it is reckless. What it is is... It's a throwback to where the competitions come from, and that is the suburbs. You might not get the uh, professionalism and the and the and the umpiring that you get and the scrutiny you get now that the competition is semi-professional. If the women don't tidy this stuff up, if they don't respect the game for what it's meant to be, then they're not doing themselves any favors because <clears throat> at the moment. I'm seeing things that shouldn't happen on the field. And I, I, I want to see the competition become what it, what the potential that it can be. I want to see that happen. But until I scrap it out, you've got you, you to gotta look at the Daisy Pierces and the Aaron Phillips and the Bree Davies of the competition and use these guys as the way to play because there's too many of these peripheral players that are going out there with the wrong idea and they're wrecking it for everyone else. So I know this sounds a bit thick at the moment, but this is just me from a distance watching things that I don't like. And I want to see, I just want to see the progression of the competition so we can see it for a, a, a pure sport that it should be. Well, anyway, written and authorised by Steve I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I don't disagree with what you're saying, Gags. We're two years in, right, to the elite National comp on TV, right? And there's a lot of girls who are playing who whose skill level won't cut it in two or three years' time. Not talking about if that. If you want to see a player who's is an indication of... Unfortunately, Izzy Huntington did her knee from the Western Bulldogs. She's come through having played against having played football unbroken from Auskick, right? There's a girl who plays at Adelaide called Eloise Jones who is just a natural... She's 18, Natural player. You watch her play. Watch Adelaide play. Watch number two, right? There's a lot of the 28, 29, 30-year-olds who, who I think you're talking about who, as this game goes forward in leaps and bounds in terms of its athleticism and skill level, those women, all they've got is their physicality. Mm. That's all they've got. So they will tackle hard. They'll tackle harder than they've ever tackled before. And they will, that is how they can make their imprint on the game. And I know what you're saying, and I reckon you're 100% right, but I reckon 
they won't be around, and that player won't I, be around I've, in five years. I time. absolutely agree they with won't you. Be I absolutely agree with you, but you know, I, I just don't like seeing no, people no, no. put in vulnerable positions trying to do the right thing and getting yep. cleaned up. It's it's not right. That's not what you do when you play football. No, I think it's a it's a it's a good point. <clears throat> Bagsy's just nonplussed over there. You just want to get back on the boat and get a bit of salmonella. No, no, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a lot of the AFLW this year. So I've That's been right. away for a couple of weeks, been crook and whatever. So I can't really comment too much about other games. I've watched a few of the Carlton games, but um, look, if I'm going to take Gecko's point face value, he's seen it. Well, if he's seen it, he's seen it. He can comment. That's fine. I mean. Who knows how they're being coached? Who knows what they've been told? Who knows what the stakes are? I've got no idea. But, um, yeah, if, if that's what you see and that's what you believe in, you say it. Simple. So we're done. Um, that's gone a bit longer than we anticipated. Next week's the uh, who knows how long we'll be for when we go through the player-by-player expectations of 2018. I'll bring a slab. <laughs> <laughs> Providing there's no gluten. Is there a gluten-free beer? Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, um, yeah, it's called vodka lime and soda. Good to see you again, Gex. Good to see you again, ba- you again, Bax. <laughs> you too, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. This is the Carlton Show. Good to be back for 2018. It's been a successful JLT. There's a lot to look forward to, and hopefully, uh, we'll enjoy it all together, the good and the bad. Uh, we'll be back next so week. We're going to we'll... try and put our uh, a team together. We'll do that next week. So, uh, so re- player by player, and then and put your team put, on the park. Our, our team number one. Oh, my God, that's going to be bloody hard. Got a bit of work to do between now and then. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends all about it. We'll see you next week. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark At codesports.com.au, we know sports' greatest stories lie way beyond the scoreboard. Get an exclusive view into the who, how, why, and everything in between. Explained by the experts. Code, the thought behind sport.